everybody. Uh, you are about to listen to The History of Magic Part 2. So if you haven't listened to the first episode yet, uh, it's already been released. You can go back and listen to it now. And as always, uh, the show is not appropriate for kids, so please don't let your children listen to this episode. Okay, thanks. So before we jump into more of the Harry Potter musings, I we've been talking a lot about my dad on this one. And the reason is because I spoke to him on the phone right before this. Um, and now he's our biggest fan. And I mentioned to him that if he wanted to, as a history teacher, tell us what he wants us to talk about, <laughs> he should text it to me right now. And so apparently he- for an ex, specifically for correct, an education. For education. Um, and he also apparently sent this to my sister who also <laughs> sent me a response. So let's start with my dad. So two questions, uh, two or sorry, two long text messages, both starting with for your podcast as if I wouldn't know what they were for. <laughs> Thank you, dad. First, for your podcast. Is being a professor an esteemed position outside the teaching community? Or are they treated like teachers here where I guess that person couldn't do anything else so they were stuck teaching? That's My dad is clearly salty about his career. <laughs> yeah, fuck, Jim. You're right, That's Jimbo. That's a good question, though. And I think the answer is they are esteemed in the way that they work for Hogwarts. However, they have no fucking life outside of Hogwarts. I was going to say they are like hyper isolated. Oh, super. So I don't even know how much do they even like interact with the broader wizarding community. I guess just during like breaks. Yeah. And Hogsmeade, which is basically just like Hogwarts town anyway. And like name one, one Hogwarts professor that's married. None that we know of. Hmm. None that we know of. I know there was a subplot where McGonagall... Maybe this is just fan I think that's fan fiction. Unless McGonagall's married to a cat. I... Oh my god. <laughs> it's the thing with an alley cat. That's, <laughs> that's so gross. Good for her. Get it, girl. Anyway, I don't think any of them are Right. Married. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that the role of a Hogwarts professor is such that you are basically choosing a life of celibacy unless all of the Hogwarts professors just like get it on. Oh, you know, that was actually going to be one of my questions. Do you think the Hogwarts professors fuck? And do you think they have affairs with students? (laughs) No, No. I don't think they do. I don't know. I think maybe post-grad. But like, imagine McGonagall. She is too. Well, no, much she would never. That's she's I not who I'm talking about. But who are you just talking feel like there's about? Too much okay, first of all, we know if Gilderoy Lockhart had made it any farther oh, yeah, that one year, fucked. he would have fucked a student. You think he would have fucked? I don't think he fucks anyone. I think he fucks everyone. I think it's probably one of those two. <laughs> like, I feel like he could. He doesn't perform. Oh, he never actually wow does you're getting deep anything. with Gilderoy I think he fucks everyone <laughs> did you get more beer I got different beer 
It's nice. also from it's the same brewery. This one's called the Green Zone. It's a hazy IPA. Thank you, Logan. Nice. Cheers. Thank you, Logan. Um, I I just I hope in Dumbledore's Hogwarts that there are no student teacher affairs. I can't imagine anyone else who would deeply. like a. No one's going for Snape. Mm. B. Pomona. I mean, Sean. Sean might. Like uh, she's not. I don't know, man. He would have been really mean and really smart, and like I do have a weakness. <laughs> But you know what? I think you like those macabre fucks. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I just don't see it with any of the teachers. That's not to say that it wouldn't happen, I guess, because they all do yeah. seem like Snape got hired apparently when he was like, you know, 18. So, okay, wait, like, I forget if we have talked about this on this podcast or I have just talked about it outside, but like the movies really did us rotten in a lot of ways because Snape is supposed to be like 34. Correct. And um, McGonagall is only supposed to be like, you know, in her 50s. Yeah. So I think we we also have a weird perspective because everyone in the movie was so much older than what they actually would have been in the books. When, how old were James and Lily when Harry was They were 21 when they died. Okay, because Sirius in the movie is a gazillion years old. Yeah, no, he's supposed to be our age. Yeah, yes. I think that's why, like, we are Snape and Sirius and Lupin age. We are the Marauder age. We are. And we just hot and vibrant series that we prefer. (laughs) We are hot and vibrant. But like, which ones would we be? Oh, I think so. I'm a Lupin. I was going to say, Sean, you're Lupin. <laughs> I feel like a serious. <laughs> I feel like a mess. Right. Does that make me, does that make me James? Though? Yeah, you have, you're James, you're James Potter. Do I have James energy? Yeah, you do. What? Because you're like sporty and you're like good looking. At least you're not Peter. I'm sporty and good looking? Yeah, so is James Potter. You're sporty and good looking. Thanks. I yeah. put that on my hinge profile. You, you, you should put that you're a James Potter on your hinge profile. <laughs> Second group of texts, also titled for your podcast. Do professors this from your yes, dad, this from my dad. do professors make a decent living? Money. No, I can't I can't see that happening. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. money or gold is clearly something that is valued in the wizarding community, but I doubt it attracts financially ambitious teachers. For example, after 20 years of teaching, when Trelawney was fired, she was desperate and had nowhere to go. Was she broke after teaching for such a long time? She was broke because she had a shared. Yeah, she was an alcoholic. I think that was her larger problem. (laughs) Yeah, that's what was going on with Trelawney. Incredible. But then I'm sure they make a government pension because it's government funded. You know. Which means it's probably a mediocre government income. But they're also probably like, none of these people are living long enough to get a pension. Working at Hogwarts has to be an extremely dangerous oh, job. Except for the fact that according to the movies, they're all ancient. So they all live forever. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they can like publish and like. Right. Are they like professors? Can they like get funding? 
I don't think there's much, much prestige. I, I don't get the sense that there is much prestige. It feels I disagree. Like I think that folks... there's probably a decent amount of prestige. I think that there's but... no money, no benefits, and a terrible yeah. cost to your livelihood. I mean, so we don't know much about higher education, like collegiate level. So this would be like prep school, boarding school. So that wouldn't be prestigious in a world where there was higher education with like professors who publish and things like that. But yeah, like, is this the peak of education in the It is not. So I have actually done a little bit of that. So for context, so I don't know if we want to jump into that yet, but do it. Sounds good to me. Let's let's jump into the episode. <laughs> let's jump into the episode. Okay. <laughs> let's get into the meat of the episode. So I'm gonna jump in really quickly <laughs> with just what we know about Harry Potter education and what we know in terms of um like requirements, right? So like A, this is very specifically UK, right? Like so books very very specific on that so we know that like hogwarts education begins at 11 age 11 um and before that there's just no school um entering school is optional parents like muggle parents can decide if they want to homeschool their children or send them to school whatever i have a question on that is why do you think if you can choose to homeschool your child as a pure blood family who's crazy and fanatical wouldn't you choose to do that and i bet a mm, lot because fair why don't we see more oh, of them i bet you, if you have children you hate them and you want them to get away. I disagree and... because the Malfoys fucking love their son. I they think do. you also need to look at Hogwarts as like a networking opportunity. Um, For sure. Yes. So by not sending your kid to Hogwarts, right? Because that's what um, Draco says that like his dad wanted to send him to Durmstrang and his mm-hmm. mom like insisted that he go to Hogwarts. So I, I think it is also mm-hmm. about making connections with these other important wizarding families in, in from the, the point of view of like a okay. pure blood. Very fair. I was definitely kind of looking at it from like, you know, you get a lot of like religious fanatics, right, who opt to homeschool their own children um, because they don't believe that the public education is serving their religion. And I would be curious to draw a parallel between purebloods and not wanting their children to associate with muggle-borns. It's a good thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think wanting your kid to um, like find their own uh, their own ascendancy in this like preset societal structure is a is a good incentive, um, which mirrors directly like rich boarding yeah. school and, and like preserving the. That is very fair. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, moving but, on. Yeah, homeschool kids. Do you guys think wizard homeschool kids are weird? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, all homeschool kids are kind of weird. No offense, homeschool yeah, kids. Yeah, that's a good. Um, it's not your fault that you were homeschooled. It's not your fault. 
but you probably were a little bit. What happens when you're, what happens when you're homeschooled? You're just permanently quarantined. I mean, you just hang out with your parents and your siblings and the kids in your neighborhood, right? So you are just so isolated into one being of thought, unless you are being homeschooled because you are like traveling the globe, getting like a crazy whirlwind education, right? But it's so rare that that is the reason why you're being educated. So I know a couple of people who were homeschooled um, and they were like heavily involved in like community stuff. So it'd be like your parents were, you know, you, you weren't going to school, but you were doing extracurriculars outside the house or whatever, something to still give you like a little bit of the socialization when you're talking about wizarding homeschool. So we know that some wizards homeschool because they just don't have access to schooling. Um, Like we talked about there being 11 main wizarding schools. We only know like seven or eight of them. Obviously they are pretty much one per country or one per group of country. So depending on like where you live or the financial status of your family, like you might not be able to go from, you know, one end of Japan to the other to go to the one wizarding school in Japan. So maybe you do, if you don't have any of those smaller wizarding schools around you, like you have to homeschool just because you're more isolated. And if you are more isolated, that means like you're probably not getting exposed to any other wizards outside of your family. Right. Yeah. And I think that like that doesn't necessarily mean because we know also that like so this kind of brings the question of like wizarding college, right? Like college level things. Um, And wizarding university leveling school exists. We hear that with very specifically aurors and healers, that they have to do a ton more extensive schooling before they can actually join their jobs because McGonagall warns Harry that, are you ready to do a bunch more school? And Harry's like, all right, sure. Right. (laughs) Of course not, (laughs) unless they're just teaching Expelliarmus for four more years. There's also... Well, what about like reading? Uh, they can't read. <laughs> that like, is all of like- my. Okay, so that is kind of drawing me into a lot of a lot of my big big fucking questions, right? Because school requirements, like we know that for to attend school, you just have to be a certain age. You have to be magical. You have to be essentially ready to do certain things and one of those things is taking uh owls and newts and so we can assume that homeschool kids are able to take those wizarding tests okay do they do they even matter if you're not at hogwarts though yes because it does indicate what you are what post job that you can get okay yeah so certain, certain jobs, job yeah, like if you're a homeschool yeah. kid, if you want, if you wanted to be an aura, you would still have to go through aura training and you would still have to pass a mm-hmm. certain level of OWLs and NEWTs. So what's interesting here is that there is also something called the Wombats. And the I thought this was funny reading your notes because I'd never heard of Yeah. It and I remember hearing it in the past that I don't remember where or why. Um, But essentially, the Wombats are the Wizards Ordinary Magic and Basic Aptitude Tests, and they are exclusively written exams. So in theory, muggles could sit and pass this exam, which would set them up 
to work in the ministry in certain positions. And I, the assumption that I am making, not anyone else apparently, but just me is the idea that like, um, it was designed for squibs. Oh, that makes sense. Right. Because was it like a janitorial test or kind of, right. Is that like bus driving doing like administrative work? Correct. Like you could be doing a lot of the stuff that like, you know, Arthur Weasley does, where it's like not field work necessarily, but it's a lot of paperwork. Okay. Also, Arthur Weasley does not even know his fucking numbers. How did he pass anything? Remember when remember when he was like trying to figure out the money and he's like, oh, and this like, what is this one? It's got like a fucking 10 on it or whatever. It's a it's a bill. Arthur, well, he you does say he's like, oh, I see the little number in the corner. So he eventually gets there. But that kind of drags me into after I talk about the wombats test, I just have preschool questions. Yes, let's do it. So reading, literature, and writing. This is yes. the main one. How the fuck do these kids know how to read? Now, I know that most parents teach their kids to read. And that is normal across the board, right? Not every parent has the bandwidth or just like the ability to do it. And that is 100% normal and fine. But it is definitely like very common that non-magical parents teach their kids how to read. But like that doesn't set you up for learning how to write. I feel like Harry Potter is definitely treating this as like, oh, well, you can just write. Like, no, I feel like that's offensive for to people who are like worked really hard to be good at writing and have learned a lot at writing. Like, for instance, Sean, like I personally (laughs) am a garbage writer and A, it's because I have no talent and B, because I have no talent. I put in zero effort to be better at it. So Lisa, you're talented at theater. Thank you. And, and math. That's not I'm not saying I have no talent in other things, but I have no talent in <laughs> oh, okay. writing. And and writing is something that I am just not in I'm not inherently good at, so I just never got good at it. Right? Yeah. And people who do write like Sean and my sister who are incredible writers work really hard to be that way and education had a lot to do with it. And I think it probably mirrors. No, I was just going to say, and like, where the fuck are these children learning how to write an essay or do research or, or like, do like, do they have any kind of literature lessons? Like, are there non-educational wizarding books? Like we see Luna reading the Quibbler. Molly reads Witch Weekly. Harry sometimes reads Quidditch Through the Ages. Like, but on yeah. top of that, who the fuck reads like The Great Gatsby? I'm so, not saying read that so, fun. That's a terrible book. But I wonder, yeah, I wonder if we this could even be like a start at the end goal and work backward type thing, but like this society might not be trying to mirror ours in terms of like upholding literature and, and traditionalism for the sake of it, like all the books that we read, but like 
what are they trying to uphold and like what are they trying to impart to the next generation my question is like how are they learning to read at all yeah so so we have no works of wizarding literature that's mentioned right we know they have a newspaper we know yeah. that there are those other books other than beetle the bar yeah, there's <laughs> so by any stretch we actually books. have we have writers so like writing was the biggest thing that i had proof of that exists as a career and people <clears throat> who need to be good at it like we need yeah. journalists we need people who we need researchers we need rita skita like who who are these people <laughs> and and how do they learn so I also want to remind you both of the fact that um, there was a plot point that uh, Dumbledore's brother, Aberford, they didn't know if he knew how to read, which is like, how did that happen? Yeah, that is a thing. That is. How did that happen? I don't so remember. They, so Dumbledore makes a comment. It's before we've, we've met. Um, we've met Aberford, but he says he's like, well, you know, they wrote terrible things about my brother in the paper and he held his head <laughs> up high. And he's like, but I'm not quite sure he knew how to read. And it's like, <gasps> But he's an adult so man. <laughs> yeah. Of course he knows how to read. Probably. Like he goes to Hogwarts. How else could he succeed at Hogwarts? These kids are, these children are expected to write essays. They are expected to read. They are expected to do so many things. Inches of parchment. Inches of parchment. And then on top <laughs> of that, basic fucking math. Like, I'm sorry, math is helpful. It is helpful. Like, I'm not saying that these children need to know, like, advanced calculus or even algebra. Like, because they don't. They don't have calculators. No, I know, but what being they able do? to basically calculate, like, a percentage or a proportion seems yeah. hella helpful for pr- for potions not to mention like just like basic addition and subtraction and counting and multiplication and division i'm stopping it there those are the most helpful maths is this a a callback to the question about patriarchal education because like introducing um like imposing a metric system might be like they might not need a metric system. So like go to um, Half-Blood Prince and we see that it's helpful for Harry to like crush the thing instead of cut the thing. Yeah, but they still have to have Um, a certain amount, right? Like they have scales. It just seems like maybe a little more intuitive. They do have scales. They have scales. They have like, that's part of their equipment list. And so like they are measuring in some form whether it is grams or ounces, it's the UK, so it's definitely grams. Yeah, it, it seems like there should be a learning curve for these right. kids when they get in, and or if there's or if there is early education that we're not talking about, or it's maybe it's like Hogwarts, right? Like, are yeah. they are they allowed to go to like wizarding preschool? It might just honestly be super common that like everyone does homeschool in some capacity. Like, you are homeschooling your kid till they're eleven. Mm-hmm. 100% and that might of parents, I guess that's all I can think of. Like all the only and the only parents that we see at all, the only set of parents that we see in the wizarding world are in any kind of like working capacity are the Weasleys and the Malfoys, mm. right? So we've got one ultra poor 
one ultra rich, both of whom the women don't work. Well, that's it. I assume the Malfoys had a tutor and I assume Molly and then the older kids taught the younger kids. Okay, but where's everyone else? (laughs) Again, I mean, wizards just might be dumb. Though we know that they are. We can't just, I know we keep going back to this, but it might just be that they're (laughs) actually not very good at this. I know. I'm just saying that, that wizards could really benefit from math. And basic reading skills, which they all seem to possess, but is a mystery how. Yeah, Yeah, we just don't know. So, and then, yeah, go. Did you know that outside of like Hogwarts, they also have like weird specialized education? Like, there's like a like a wizard theater school, and there's one for like magic zoology and. I have them all listed out. There is the Academy of Broom Flying Charm School. Euroglyph School of Extraordinary Languages. Merge School of Underwater Spellage. The Naz Academy of Magic Zoology. And the Wizarding Academy of Dramatic Arts. We don't hear much about wizard drama or arts. No, but that's what brought me into wondering more about Bobaton and Durmstrang because mm-hmm. they have different classes. Yeah, so we do. What kind of all of the schools actually are known for different types of magic. Yep. Um which let me find. I have um so I know well Durmstrang is known for the dark arts. <laughs> And for having a very practical application of the concept of dark arts and defense against dark arts. Um, Bulbaton, I think, was charms that they were known for. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for the other one, so that Castellobrishu, the one in the rainforest, specialized in herbology and magizoology. Um, Ilvermorny specializes in Native American magic, which is problematic uh because how, how did they learn that magic founded how, in 1627 um <laughs> who's teaching it <laughs> yes but uh they're also uh what is interesting they're also known for something called xylomancy which is a type of divin- uh, divination using twigs um which makes sense we've talked about like um like uh dividing like rods, rods and stuff yeah um uh that russian school called Dovstretz. Uh, I know we know nothing about them except that they play a version of Quidditch where they fly on entire uprooted trees. <laughs> Don't know what else they do. Um, uh, Mahud Okoro, the school in Japan, um, they are uh, so students actually start there at age seven. Um, they're extremely good at Quidditch and they have magical robes, which is really cool. They like change color as you like get smarter and learn more things. So if you have like top marks, you get like gold robes. Which okay, I th- so a direct correlation to martial arts. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I didn't think about that, but you're right. This whole thing sounds a little boy. Boy, JK, not your oh, best. I hadn't thought about that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Wagadu, the one in Uganda is they specialize in astronomy, alchemy, and self-transfiguration. And they also practice a lot of wandless magic, as we've talked about before. 
in our wands episode. Go back and listen to it. Such a good episode. Yeah. And I thought that um, I took a bunch of notes of like very specifically, like all of their subjects, like in terms of just like how they broke them down. And I thought it was really interesting the way that each school kind of prioritized different types of magic um and how like hogwarts kind of presents itself as the like core magic structure like almost this like just like what you need to be like the all-around magic school right yeah it's like a generalist kind of thing Mm -hmm. so like for example at hogwarts which i don't know who knows this but i'm gonna butcher butcher the latin but the School motto is Draco, Sleeping Dragon, Nunquams, Tilandis, Never Tickle a Sleeping Dragon. <laughs> How helpful, as Hogwarts often is. Um, the core are astronomy, charms, defense against the dark arts, transfiguration, potions, herbology, and history of magic. And then electives, you can take arithmancy care of magical creatures divination muggle studies ancient runes um and apparently alchemy in the sixth and seventh year after for your like newts if the demand is there which like fuck yeah yeah alchemy that's amazing right so that's pretty fucking sweet also i know i'm a giant nerd but boy does arithmancy seem cool what is sounds a like a fucking for, nightmare? It's math for wizards. <laughs> Magic math sounds. It just like sounds the worst. like. It sounds like math with spiders to me, <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> no, I just think it would be cool. It's the like, it's essentially the magical study of numbers. Which, come on, that sounds cool. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Just I wonder if. Um, Alchemy is just like a theoretical dead end to teach people. I mean, how could it be though? Like, look themselves. at Nicholas Mel. <laughs> right? Okay. Like, he achieved it. He achieved the goal of alchemy. So now alchemy must just have a new goal. Maybe? I don't know. He strikes me as just like an old swinger. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he and his wife were just like. He strikes me. Swinger. Nicholas Mel strikes me as like a Tom Bombadil type. Just to bring it back, ah, you know. The second, because why not? Second or third mention. Yeah, why, why not? not? <laughs> he and his wife Penelope are just like walking around, like Tom Bombadil, swinging about, daughter, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, and then there's the like the the few extracurricular classes that are like flying in apparition. But basically, they just cover like straight magic, right? That is it. That's all they cover. Not like super. They're like well-rounded but like very much in a magical sense um yeah moving very government regulated correct moving on to Bobaton, which academy of magic um which i pulled this off of like a potentially very incredible website um was <laughs> no it? it was this random like hogwarts wikipedia page <laughs> it's very cool. weird i've never seen it before um <laughs> Who knows? They're not going to find this and come for us legally. Um, unless they are. Um, but I doubt it. Um, and But essentially what they said in there was that the core subjects for Bobaton were charms, potions, transfiguration, divination, humanities, and etiquette. 
So like humanities hmm. listed. they can read. Right. Like literature, history, philosophy, and languages. And then their electives were more on like the arts, like culinary magic, art, and performance magic, and like performance arts. So like Beaubaton seems cool as fuck. Except for the etiquette classes. Sounds like a drag. But who knows? Um, it sounds like very queer. Like if I was like a little queer kid, which I am, I would want to Yeah, I would also want to go there so as a giant theater kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's a theater yeah, kid. This is where I want to be. I'm on board for this school. Um, and then the last school is, of course, Durmstrang Institute for Magical Learning. It does not accept muggle-borns. Um, and the core subjects are charms, history of magic, transfiguration, potions, dueling, and the dark arts. So it makes sense they'd also have a heavy history component because they are trying to teach the superiority of mm-hmm. their race. Correct. Yep. Um, and then they have interesting electives, which actually are interesting. Um, their electives were alchemy, herbology, art history. Surprising. Uh, rituals and curses. What kind of art? Cool. Um, and then there were like a gazillion <laughs> more that I didn't list because there were just so many. Um, a lot of them were like ones we've already talked about and things like that. Um, but rituals and curses sound really yeah. interesting. Tarshine does yeah, sound definitely. like kind of fucking cool though, doesn't yeah. it? Like. You are a Slytherin. I Sean. also though thought that Durmstrang <laughs> sounded pretty cool. <laughs> More well-rounded than I thought. Um, however, and this kind of just this, this is a little bit of a tangent, but Durmstrang held something called holds every year something called the Death Trials. Please tell us. Um, and each professor nominates three students, <laughs> and the three students can be students they think will win. Or students they hope will lose. Fuck yeah. Durmstrang wow. sounds awesome. <laughs> Fucking that's like metal as fuck. <laughs> so um, cheating and sly tactics are favorable. They will earn you more points. Um, 13 students in total will be nominated throughout the year. So they will hold multiple death trials until they hold like the final championship trial. Um it's basically a series of like duels and obstacle courses, essentially like a mini triwizard tournament. And the expectation is that the winners of the death trials will be the representatives of Durmstrang in the triwizard tournament. Oh shit. So wait, did these students go through this prior to the triwizard like tournament? Trump, yep. I Oh my I really God. hope whatever random website you found this on, I hope this is accurate because this um, is so this cool. Last bit was found on Harry, like the Harry Potter fandom wiki website. Okay, so. I believe that then. Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Only the so Bobaton one was from the random website. This one was from like the websites that we always find it from, like the fandom website. That is fucking yeah, crazy really fucking fun. Awesome. I enjoyed reading about that. I thought that was so, so fucking fun. Did Crumb like Hunger Games his way to yeah, the trials tournament? Like, they is that made what we're it saying? Very specifically ambiguous of whether or not like the death trials actually result in student death. Yeah, like did Crumb kill a Sounds guy? Like it. I think Crumb like they they, they did leave guy. it quite ambiguous. Um, they didn't mention that students actually die from it. 
They wouldn't because they may, they're like, fascists. So it's, it's quite unclear, like students may be getting expelled if they don't, if they come at the bottom of the barrel, which seems quite yeah. likely for Durmstrang. Well, this is why Crum is like antisocial and so quiet because he has just seen so much shit. Yeah. Yeah. He's seen a lot of brutality and which also very much explains why he would hate to see a Grindelwald symbol in his school because it would A, be super triggering and B, in the country where he was in, right, in Bulgaria, in Germany? Still unclear where Bulgaria is. Wait, um, wait Bulgaria is sure. a country. Yeah, I know it is. It is I know it's a country. Place. I just like in that general vicinity of Eastern Europe. I just Oh, yeah, it's like over there. Yeah, I just kind of assume they're. I thought you were implying that Bulgaria was like a like a wizarding country. It was like, no, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm still unclear. Southeastern Europe in real world time actually is, okay. um, which is also still not a great thing to admit. <laughs> um, but here we are. And clearly, like you guys don't seem to know either. So that makes me feel better. Um, but somewhere in the Eastern Europe side of things. Um, Turkey would be. No, not that far. Where did you say Turkey. No, I thought. I think it's in that like kind of like below the Baltics, but like in that kind of like Slovenia region, like like Czechoslovakia. Yeah, there's a bunch of countries over there. I know Czechoslovakia is not a country anymore. I know it's the Czech Republic and Slovakia, two different countries. I'm I'm aware of that, Um, but like that kind of region, Eastern Europe. We're good. Anyway, any hoodles. Um, but yeah, fucked up, right? Real fucking yeah. fun, though. Real fun, though. Super fucked up. Right? Like, Real would fun. enjoy a book about a Durmstrang. <laughs> oh, man. I would <laughs> I would never want to be, like, obviously one of the students chosen, but I would love to just get to watch those death trials. I would hate that, but yeah. I would like to read about it. So, um, you know, fanfic. If you find me a fanfic about the death trials, I might read it. Yeah. And you all know how I feel about fan fiction. I like really want a fanfic about the death trials. Fuck. We'll cover it. We'll we'll reenact it. If you find if you find or write a good death trials, we will reenact it on this podcast. Yeah, we'll do a dramatic reading. Oh, there's some dark people out there, y'all. I I just Googled, I just Googled them. Durm Let's put this on the fiction. listeners. Find the best one. Yeah, Tell and, us which one it is. And don't, because I am sure some of those are very um <laughs> don't ruin pro, your mental health. Pro-white supremacy. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that there is yeah. an area of the internet that has latched onto Durmstrang um fan fiction in a very bad way. Yeah. Well, do not want no, one. I of want those. this to be <laughs> Can like you imagine from Victor Crumb's point of view, from like kind of coming from like an all good intentions point of view, like let's let's figure this out we're clearly looking for a very specific thing caleb do not take this on yourself this sounds like a dark rabbit hole (laughs) close my laptop (laughs) close my laptop (laughs) thank you for that incredible but yeah like so i i thought that it was quite interesting how each of the schools had varying levels of subject core versus like elected like what they felt like was super necessary and then 
electives and extracurriculars. I thought that was quite interesting, just the different approaches, because I think that makes a lot of sense. Like that's quite natural in terms of like how different parts of the countries work or just schools work or who, if it's a private school like Durmstrang or if it's like a state funded school like Hogwarts, how things will actually pan out. What courses do you guys think you would be good at? I hope, hope that I would be good at potions and transfiguration, but I'm pretty sure. Well, you'd be good at arithmancy, but I'm pretty sure I'd be good at herbology and arithmancy. And transfiguration, because I also just think I'd be good at that. I'm not going to lie. Most of these like wizarding classes do not really fit into what my personal skill set is. I don't think I would be good at very many. I think I would be maybe good at charms. What would you be good at? That's great. And I think I would be good at defense against the dark arts because I think I'd get real weird about it. (laughs) Yeah, you'd get really into it. Um, why charms? So I think I, I would not be good at potions because I was not good at chemistry. I Mm-mm, think I was also bad at chemistry. Transfiguration, I think, would definitely be I, I think it'd be too like math heavy. It would it would be too like mm-hmm. technical. Do you, does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. that wouldn't be good. Charms feels like a little bit more freewheeling. Feels like you can kind of yeah, put your own little sauce way. on that one to get better at yeah. <laughs> That's how yeah. I feel. So I yeah. think I would, I think I would be okay at charms. Um, I think I would be decent at defense against the dark arts. And I don't know. I might fuck around with divination. You totally would fuck around with divination. I would not. You would. I mean, yeah, I no, I definitely would. <laughs> I, I'd make shit yeah. up. I'd get into it. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, I honestly think I would get tracked into like muggle studies. I feel like I would just become like a weird social worker. You're going to take over somehow <laughs> manage to like get professor bins to retire and take over. That's my thing too. I think I would, I would want to like history of magic, but professor bins is really like boring. Expired practice. Literally. Um, defense against the dark arts could be cool or Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> coaching Quidditch but uh yeah I think potions would be fucking miserable and I think I don't know everything just sounds kind of hard. Everything sounds really hard I think I would like potions really only hard. because I really like to cook and you're good at like being meticulous I am I'm a good baker yeah. so I, I do wonder like I feel like those classes like I don't think I would be that good at defense against the dark arts like I just don't think I have that much of a fight or flight response I think I just mm-hmm. would cower um I think um like I just don't have a lot of self-preservation um I think charms I think I might be okay at mm-hmm. um but I think in general like like regular magic i think i'd be like extremely mediocre i think it would be like all of the magic that you have to like do a ton of fucking work for would be the magic that i'd be like actually pretty decent at. oh yeah i think i could get away with like the kind of little like kitchen spell sort of things that you do every day i i like think i would be handy yeah and i think i'd be okay because i just like 
and live in, in a kitchen, which is why I think I'd be good at herbology because I like my, I love my plants so much. Mm. Like I, I love my babies. I wonder like in, okay. So we all grew up in standardized testing and then we moved on with our lives. Like what makes you feel like an accomplished or successful or effective person in your daily life? Like you could probably be a shitty Hogwarts student, but still be really competent in like your kitchen magic and like doing your life. Like you probably have enough. Oh, I mean, magical. I'd be a teacher because that's what I do now. Like I'd be working, I'd be somehow taking people outside. So like I'd be figuring out like, Care of magical creatures, I mean, yeah. Lisa. <laughs> That's your job. Or, or I would be like looking at magical creatures. I would creatures. be our weird muggle travel agent. Oh yeah. Oh, I love the muggle travel. Yeah, like I feel like that yes. would be my role. Like I would just be that person. It's like okay, and now we're gonna go into Loch Ness to find Nessie. <laughs> you know, that's me. That's what I'm gonna be doing. I think what I mean, like, is um, you have, like, what's assessed at school and then you have what's practical in life. Mm -hmm. And, like, there's probably people who, like, fucking don't need all the schooling to be practical in life. And that's, like, where I kind of get caught up because I I was someone who was, like, very academically minded. Like, I was really good at school. I was good at – I was better at academics than I am at just, like, normal life things like mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. was the person who like had I continued with academia would have been like oh I like wrote books but I couldn't figure out how to use a copier like that was definitely like yeah. the way I was programmed but when I think about these like but the the stuff that they teach at Hogwarts are just like all things that I, my brain is not wired to think in that way like I'm I'm not very mathematically inclined like that isn't the you know side of my brain that's used very often and that's the side that seems to be used in magic that's true wizards don't know how to do math so actually I would probably be fine (laughs) all good (laughs) you would absolutely yeah I like I think that you're more than me and Caleb I think that your assessment of yourself is so off base but I think with like the type of magic, like we're talking about transfiguration, we're talking about potions, like those are not, and those are the kind of big lessons. Like, but that I doesn't don't... necessarily mean that those are the only magics, right? Like look at like charms and herbology and divination and. Okay, well, divination is like, yeah, it's barely a even a real subject. I would not be good at herbology. Um... <laughs> <laughs> But like there are like charms is a huge one. I mean, that's like 90% of ma- common magic. I would be good. I think yeah. I'd be good at charms. I, I also I feel, agree with that. I feel confident that I'd be good at charms. And I think as someone with like. I also think you'd be excellent at like ancient runes and things like that. I'd probably oh, walk around yeah, with ancient runes. Yeah. As, as someone who lives would. with a high, high amount of anxiety, I do think I have the constant vigilance needed for defense against the dark. Arts. I agree with that. Yes. <laughs> like, let's talk about that. Just like right there. You are prime and ready <laughs> for whatever Hogwarts career. Like, I feel like. If I had to follow a regular basic wizarding career, the basic wizarding career that school would lead me to would be to like a healer. Yeah, that oh. makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's really sweet. 
an outdoor nature healer. What I do now. <laughs> yeah, Caleb, what would be your <laughs> wizarding profession? I would just work for the Daily Prophet. I like know I know that. I don't have to go to Hogwarts. I would, oh, you would totally work. God, best Rita Skeeter. Um, I would be such a good Rita Skeeter. I feel like I would want to be a teacher. I'm like, what would Ron end up doing? <laughs> You're um, going to be like, cashier at a joke ended shop. up being an horror somehow, and that's just not accurate. <laughs> I'll end up being a wizard cop, and it doesn't work for me, and then I'll end up being a cashier at... <laughs> at wizard, at um, wizard Yeah. No, um, I would aspire to be a professor at home. And I think you would achieve it. Way. Yeah, I think you'd be good. Thank you. Thank I you. So. I would I would exercise Professor Benz from <laughs> Hogwarts <laughs> and then take his job. That feels right. I feel like that's fine. How about all right? Uh, Do we want to jump into the last sling of questioning? Yes. All right. So from my sister, here are my questions. There's a lot. We'll answer them one by one. Are there wizard colleges or do you just graduate from high school? Like, yep, that ought to do it and never go back. Uh, yeah, I think that. Yeah. A Heaven lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. But for some Both, jobs, yes and no. Question Are there trade schools? We also answered that. Nailed it. Is Hogwarts free or is that the fancy private school and everyone else has to do some sort of shitty public school? Nope. It's free. It's government funded government funded amazing where do they go to elementary school it's almost like she's my sister they don't they can't read <laughs> they don't we don't know how to do basic math um i get that harry and hermione were brought up as muggles but what did the weasleys do just hang around badgering molly until they were 11 yes yes how do they learn math or anything if they have no education <laughs> they don't <laughs> This is really funny. <laughs> it is just like all of my thoughts into one fucking text message. This is really good, though. It's actually kind of just summing up the entire episode. And yeah, basically, we don't know if they learn math. I have the same question, sister. And that's it. And thank you for letting me incorporate my family into the podcast. We answered all their questions. Uh, or not. <laughs> well, we answered them to the best of our ability. We tried. Um, but boy, did we have our first two part episode. <laughs> can you, can you guys hear me? My zoom is like, no, you're time. great. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Wow. I can't believe how your brain and Katie's brain are. <laughs> especially on every Potter thing. And especially because Katie and I's, our brains don't function quite the same way like we're very different people and so I think it's just very very interesting how in this in this very specific aspect like oh boy you're just you just read my thoughts and then put them into text (laughs) (laughs) served them up for perfect (laughs) thank you everyone for hanging with us oh yeah boy what a (laughs) what a miraculous whirlwind this was fucking incredible I learned a ton I hope I learned so much. Thank you, Caleb, for doing it. Yeah. Caleb and Lisa, you you both really thank you, Caleb, for doing such like an incredible amount of the historical research that gave such like incredible context to everything we were talking about and taught us so much. And thank you, Lisa, for like doing such a deep dive into like the book universe 
context. Um, yeah. You both just did. Thank you. It was so good. I, oh, I yeah. like, loved listening to all of this. I don't know if anyone else will enjoy this, but I had a great time. No, I enjoyed listening to so much of Caleb, your analysis of all of that. Cause I just, boy, is that just not something that my brain takes in? And I was so hoping that somebody <laughs> was going to do it because that level of research was just like not something I had the bandwidth for. And I was so, so fucking fun. interested. In <laughs> like Thank you for being interested. You started us at like not like like BC and then you're like, let's jump ahead to 900 AD and then we'll just keep on going. Fucking crazy. No, it was so. Thank you for hanging out. Yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> Thank you Appreciate all. You. This is so fun. Thank you, listeners. It's been a year of recording. Yeah, Holy yeah. Shit. a year to can I give can I give a shout out? Dual episode. Mm-hmm. Can I give a, a shout out to uh, if anyone's made it to the end of this? Um, the only person I know who's actually attended American boarding school. Her name is Jordan Dolphy, and she just defended her thesis to get a doctoral education degree this past week. So, Dr. Jordan Dolphy has promoted us on her Instagram story time and time again from the beginning. Uh, I worked with her at UNC Asheville back in 2018. Fucking awesome. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yes. Dr. Dolphy, you're the shit. Congrats. That's incredible. Yes. Friend of the pod. Yeah. (laughs) And thank you so much to everybody who has just ridden on this insane journey of just us basically (laughs) chatting with each other every couple of weeks about the crazy shit that we like to talk about um and all of you just having such incredibly wonderful responses and enjoying this with us um boy it's just been so fun for us and i hope that you all are sticking with it and enjoying it just as much as we are still enjoying it and I just feel like me personally, I have learned a lot about myself in terms of things that I never thought I was good at. Like I never thought I was good at any kind of art and I make all of our episode art and yeah, so you do. I it's awesome. had no idea that I was good at that at all. It's so um, good. And I think that it's just been such a fun, a fun journey for us to just share this with a lot of people that we love and about something that we love and it's just so great here's to a, another yeah. year hopefully to another year <laughs> yeah <laughs> hopefully you guys are coming up with good topics because we are gonna Cheers, run out yeah. soon so figure it out oh, no, no, we're we still we still have quite a bit in front but oh, as yeah. always send us your topic ideas send us your comments if they're cool. nice Joe. um you can find us on Instagram at Watch Your Harry Podcast, or you can email us. We will check that once a year. Uh, at, <laughs> email is watchyourharrypod at gmail.com. Uh, if it is urgent, I would suggest you get to us on Instagram. We check that more often. <laughs> um, but yeah, th- thank you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, y'all. Okay, bye. bye. The Watch Your Harry Podcast is hosted by me, Sean Fitzpatrick, Lisa Moen, and Caleb Kelleher. Our editing is done by me, Sean Fitzpatrick, and our theme music is Dance Macabre Busy Strings by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. It's licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.